Welcome to the Internet of Assets, the podcast about the not-so-distant future of finance. My name is Marcus, Marketing Manager at Dusk, and every episode I will dive into a specific part of finance. We do this in a maximum of 30 minutes, and today I'm very thrilled to welcome Steph Ivanov, Founder and Creative Director from Pony Design, to talk about the latest design and branding in Web3, but also talk about our own rebranding project he did for us. Welcome, Steph. Hi, Marcus. Thanks a lot for having me. And norm normally we talk here about finance and this time is a little bit different part of finance. I think it's the design part of uh, finance, Web3 and blockchain. So I'm very excited to have you here. But before we start off, maybe you can give a quick introduction from yourself, who you are and what you do. Absolutely. Uh, I'm a founder and creative director at Pony, a fully distributed design studio with focus on working with Web3 companies. Uh, I've been doing design pretty much my whole adult life. Uh, before I started Pony, I was working for various tech companies here in London. And yeah, super excited to be here and chat with you about the rebrand for Dusk. Super nice. And I think, I mean, it goes without saying that a lot of people have been very, very happy and pleased about our new visual identity. Um, but before we talk about the specific, about the Dusk rebrand, about the creative process that you've been through, the many iterations of logos and feedback that we had, um, I want to just talk about with you a bit, little bit in general about your journey and your way into, into design, first of all, and also how you ended up uh, designing uh, the visual identities for Web3 companies, for blockchain companies, for crypto companies, instead of uh, yeah going down different directions. I think it's very specific. <laughs> yeah, I mean... It wasn't like a conscious decision, to be honest. First, I got excited about blockchain a long time ago. I bought some crypto. It turned out a great investment. And for a while, it was just a, just a sighting, totally disconnected from what I was doing as a designer on a daily basis. I was just looking at it as a currency. You know, Back then, it was purely currency. So it took a while until we started seeing blockchain as a platform for way more than a currency, and that's what made things way more interesting. So we started at Pony, like shortly after we started the company, we started getting approached by blockchain companies. And to be honest, it was so frustrating initially because there was a big learning curve curve with every project. I'm not talking about the typical, you know, um, a, a typical exchange like Coinbase, etc., where everything is straightforward. But when things are a bit um, a bit deeper into the space and the product is way more complex, you might have a bit of a learning curve. So, um, but at the same time, it was super exciting, and we reached a point where. Everyone from the team was quite knowledgeable about the industry and it got easier and easier with every project. So we started, we started seeing patterns in the street, in the industry, uh, and that pretty much everyone was doing. And you were like, okay, that's, that's not right. Maybe it's time to break these patterns. And there is an opportunity for, um, for us there to build like more special brand identities. So we can bring, build brands that stand out on the market. So yeah, that, that's how it started, actually. That's amazing. And uh, what, what fascinates you most about uh, like building companies or building the visual design for Web3 companies currently? Like what is the, the spark that, that kind of uh, yeah, ignites you every project you have? So uh, on, uh, on the first level, you've got like obviously the space we are firm believers that this is the future. It's the layer which is gonna, pretty much every company is gonna be built on top of. Um, and second, it's 
it it has its own challenges. So unique challenges. There are unique challenges in the blockchain space that we're excited to work about. If you want, we can talk about them. But yeah, one of them is adoption. Um, yeah, they have their own challenges. Um, and yeah, working on something like this that is an, an export area is like, it, it just helps us um, stay creative and every project has its unique challenges and it just keeps push the bound, pushes the boundaries all the time. Um, going going back to the to the actual challenges which force us to move forward every day is first you need to understand the space. I already mentioned this. It's a very technical and yeah. When we started, for example, many a couple of the designers from the team they were completely unaware of the blockchain space and it took some time to build this knowledge and experience. Another one is huge communities. Um, it's a very interesting shift we see. Uh, that we are dealing with companies that have huge communities before even having a product or a proper logo and a website, let alone branding. Uh, this is quite unprecedented. It's really exciting. And the biggest trend we see is company, companies' interest in building their brand with the community, uh, which lets them shape the brand. And this is the concept which goes completely against the traditional brand branding where teams and experts establish the brand, find a way to differentiate it from competitive position it on the market. Um, this approach po poses its unique challenges, but it's exciting and we're we're quite excited because you need to you need to, you need to be connected with the community and ask them for feedback and questions and help and use them uh, as someone who's going to help you build the brand identity with the with you. But at the same time, you need to know where to say no and where where to push back. So it's a it's a very fine fine balance to build with communities. Yeah, especially I think the community part, right? Because uh, in communities, like uh, I think sometimes companies are also like can be more seen as communities and you already see like when you have like the founders and like the team, they always have so different opportunity. Uh, like, they always have so different um, opinions about branding and everyone has their own opinion. So I think it's even more difficult if you have, of course, huge communities in the background that everyone has an opinion on and everyone wants to to see it. Um, I would like to know how you've seen kind of also like the design evolve uh, throughout the time. I think um, we see a lot of brand elements that um, yeah are repeating in this space. But how have you seen like the the kind of like design space evolving in in Web three and, and blockchain? Initially, at the beginning, like not the beginning, like probably like two three years ago, it was all about repetitive patterns like chains. You could see chains everywhere. Um, you could see pretty much the same color, mainly purple used. Like, yeah, very, very, you know, repetitive patterns. Um, with time, how design is changing Web3, I, I, I don't really like to say, to conf I, I, I don't really like to um, put all the, all the designs for Web3 in one bucket because blockchain is the technology and you have all kinds of brands uh, solving completely different needs, talking to completely different audience, etc. So design for Web3, the only thing I see changing is that people are now much braver and they can experiment and not go with the cliche decisions of what technology, a blockchain technology company should look like. So people are much more creative and they approach them less like any other company. Blockchain is now the core of the company and 
it, it's sitting somewhere in the background, but it's not it's not where you need to put the focus on. Um, and in terms of general as a design, this year, for example, we are seeing a huge trend with AI. So everyone is talking about it and many designers are scared about it, but that's probably like the biggest trend, how we gonna start designing with AI rather than being scared that AI is gonna replace designers. So how can we use all these great tools to empower us and design much faster, much higher quality. And especially when it comes to UX, there are so many ways that AI can help us understand better what the users are doing, what is best. Because at the end of the day, adoption is probably the biggest, the biggest challenge for blockchain companies. In terms of product design, when you go beyond branding, um, that that's probably the, the the biggest the biggest challenge. Um, and the role of the designer in the space simply to facilitate adoption in the context of Web three. This means that mainly designing for trust and inclusivity, educating the user where needed. How can you make sure we are not designing just for the Web three native crowd? Uh, and yeah. Awesome. And how do you see like the the AI space uh, evolving? Like, is like what is your personal opinion on that in terms of uh, design and AI? How it is going to evolve? It's it's amazing, <laughs> you know. Uh, it's it's scary. Uh, I'll be honest. Like sometimes you look look at like for example Photoshop. They've got a new plugin now, uh, which I was playing with the other day and. I was able to just expand the picture of Mona Lisa in 30 seconds, uh, which, yeah, it's it's mind blowing. So where it's gonna end, I'm I feel positive. If if it's in the right hands, I, I can talk about only about AI when it comes to design. I don't have the expertise to um, express opinion about anything else. But for AI, I think if it's in the right hands, it's gonna empower creators. If you're a designer, you're focused on smaller tasks that you can typically see on Fiverr, like cropping images and doing basic banners, then you're screwed. You need to level up and adopt AI in your workflow. That's it. Adopt AI with your, in, within your workflow and act, like try to help your clients more strategically and Think of what you were doing five, six years ago is going to be easily automated. It is already automated. So as a designer, just implement AI in your workflow and you're going to be fine for the next 50 years or so. <laughs> no, it's super interesting. I think um, it's really nice uh, that you already like look um, also a little bit uh, beyond the borders of like your current work and and tr try to implement those solutions and and AI into your current workflow. Uh, I've also seen the the videos about um, Adobe AI, which is yeah very impressive. So I'm curious what what's uh, next to come. If you would look into um, other projects or if if founders uh, of of other Web three blockchain projects would look into reinventing their brand um, what kind of advice and tips would you give them for like inspiration or for like where to start uh, what what to do yeah first probably would be observe the competitors but don't 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 look at them too much it's just gonna restrict your uh, your views and ideas second is focus on the people you're targeting um, at the end of the day you're building a brand for them not for you But at the same time, don't forget that the brand should, should reflect to who you are. 
and that's that's part of the process. That's what we we do with every brand. That's how we approach your project with Disk. Is it was a very important part of the process was to understand the team members, the key team members, and who you are as a team, and what would be the best way to communicate your uh, personality through the brand identity, but in a way that can resonate very well with the target audience you are targeting and the product. Exactly. Very cool. Um, I think in this conversation, it becomes already very clear that uh, Web3 blockchain has really a lot of design challenges. Uh, I would like to shift gears a little bit towards uh, what something that feels closer, at least to my home, is like the Dusk uh, rebranding. Um, we have to be very careful not to say Dusk Network anymore. <laughs> it's kind of like almost embedded. So it's only Dusk. I think this was one of the first changes that we that we did. And also normally when you look into into uh, branding, into into crypto, um, you see a lot of like repeating elements. You see a lot of times uh, planets, purple, uh, futuristic um, illustration, sometimes tacky um, illustration, uh, meme culture, and and much more. Um, and if you look um, at the Dusk uh, new visual identity, it's much different from from actually what you would expect um, from from this space. Uh, could you maybe share some some yeah some considerations like uh, or, and a little bit of the creative process of uh, the the Dusk project and like how you encountered um, yeah Dusk when you first met it and then um, when you basically finished the the project with it? Yeah, absolutely. So. Before before we start with this, to be honest, I was really nervous as uh, um, you guys worked with another really reputable world-class agency before that and things didn't work out. But it turned out it was a great in dynamic and everyone at Pony absolutely loved the Disk team. A common problem in the space is that there are already a few well-established visual styles, as you mentioned, and as with any industry, yeah, we had this, we had this challenge as well. So we wanted to create a brand with a very deep storytelling, uh, but at the same time, we wanted to keep everything extremely clean and minimal. So after the workshop and our research, we had three visual directions that we thought they are going to work. Uh, what made our job easier is that we had the opportunity to analyze deeply what didn't work with the other agency and learn from it as well. And one of the one of the brand stories we proposed, we called it Twilight Power, which was capitalizing on the elegance and beauty of Dusk as a natural event. The other one was emphasizing on the tech side, very masculine and robotic, almost supernatural. And the final that we were most passionate about and thankfully uh, you guys fell in love with was inspired by the idea of geometric intelligence uh, and it was inspired by genius simplicity very mathematical and very minimal but to get there uh, we 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 definitely needed to understand very well the team and very important part was you know when we had this workshop uh, we we had the opportunity to, to to get to know each of you like the key team members involved the team and um at, at this, and for example, I'm going to give you an example. Like everyone from your team is very technical, but at the same time, very creative. Emmanuel, the founder, he's an extremely smart person with deep technical knowledge, but also he's producing classical music, which is, you know, oh my God, this, this is quite impressive. And the other team members, you know, Giancarlo, a great design, and Fulvio, Kieran, you, Matteo, super smart guys. When we had our workshop, it felt like 
you have these five, six people in front of you that have very aligned vision of what you're building. So our job was mainly to identify how much we can push and how far we could go and just ask the right questions to understand you. And that's what I meant earlier. Like when you, when you work with a company, you need to understand the dynamics because every company has some dynamics and just extract them and visualize them. Yeah. And you did an amazing job <laughs> doing oh, that. Thank you. <laughs> thank you. And um, I mean, you, you mentioned it already. Um, we, we really focused on like the, the geometry a lot um, and, and try to em emphasize on that. Um, and also one of the parts that was a very, very long and lengthy discussion, um, whether to change the logo or not, uh, we ultimately decided to do that. Uh, which I think I'm very happy about that. But could you shed maybe some light also on the considerations, um, how the logo is composed and what the different parts mean? Yeah, so the logo was was really challenging. We were four designers working on the logo and we had around 10 co concepts that reached the disk team. But in the background, we had probably over 30, 40. I, d I don't know. And yeah, it didn't work out from the first round. We were working on it for weeks, but then with the second round, we had a clear winner. And the logo mark is a very minimal and clear visual that is using negative space to form the moon. Uh, and it's an abstract representation of the moment where the sun disappears and the night comes out, while also illustrates the key values of the company, which are transparency and privacy. Um, and yeah, regarding the other elements, in terms of colors, everything's monochromatic with a single accent color. And it's a combination of, you know, light and dark elements representing, again, the same transparency and privacy, which connected really well with the dusk name, with your key values and mission. And for, for an accent color, we're using baby blue, which works really well with finance, trust, and reliability. Um, and yeah, our network inspired visuals of them are flat, two dimensional with both straight and curved lines and everything is, the idea was to create some, something that represents precision, like similar to what you are doing. Um, the market you're in is huge and it's like precision is super important. Like <laughs> you might, you might, you might go very wrong if something is not perfect. So with these thin lines. Uh, we want to represent the precision in the protocol uh, and we pair these techie visuals with sans serifs, clean, minimal, professional fonts to create a more confident, innovative look and feel. Yeah, super nice. And I think one of the things that I'm uh, very happy about and probably some of the community member uh, around that have already seen that is the, the custom illustrations. I think we have over... Uh, 250, I think, uh, if I'm if I'm not mistaken, custom illustrations that uh, really explain and depict the the brand better. They they try to explain a little bit more uh, what we do. Maybe you can also um, yeah highlight this process a little bit more because I think you've been also uh, working quite hard and long uh, to to get this right. Yeah, illustrations usually play a pivotal role in any brand identity. But the way how we like to think of them is the voice of your brand, while the logo, colors, typography, everything is the language. So illustrations are our main medium for expressing more complicated idea and processes in a in an uncomplicated, comprehensive and easy to understand way. Um, so the, going back into the illustrations, the team at Disk and 
you know, going back to the team, you guys have a very ambitious mission that I firmly believe in. A project with the potential that can revolutionize the whole financial industry. But to achieve this, you need a massive self-belief coupled with tenacity to persevere through different challenges. So the visuals were created for Dusk uh, represented this same journey. We adopted a recurring pattern in our illustrations, like lots of repetitive lines, which symbolize the cycle of striving, stumbling, and rising again, again, like you keep pushing and you repeat until things work out perfectly. So this is reflecting the process of continual progress and evolution. And on the more technical side, when it comes to the illustrations, um, Using these repetitive, repetitive patterns was um, the only way which allowed us to create gradients without having an actual gradient. Because when you have a disk natural event, you have a gradient in the sky. And we did not want to go with a standard gradient. So having multiple lines, each of them different color, allowed us to, to, to achieve this gradient effect. And at the same time, add some more depth to the to the flat illustrations because everything is flat, but we want to have this feeling that it's it's not it's simple, but it's not simple in a negative way. It's clean, but you have depth. So this allowed us to create some dimension. Yeah, super nice. Uh, also really nice metaphor that the illustrations is the voice of the brand. So I'm gonna remember that for sure. Um, <laughs> le let's uh, slowly take this also to 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 an end this this podcast. I think it was super interesting to yeah to learn more about your vision. I mean, of course, we've been in in uh, many discussions and in many meetings to to build this brand and to to build this together. Uh, but I think it's also very nice for the listener to to get a yeah, sneak peek behind the screens, like what is happening and how this is uh, built. Uh, my last question is, or it's a, actually a two-part session, like what was what the most rewarding part for you for this uh, rebranding project? So uh, when did you know that, uh, yeah, I think now we have it, when, when you were also satisfied and happy? And the second part is uh, what's the future um, for, for Pony? Um, I've seen you were also busy with an NFT project yourself. Uh, maybe you can shed some light uh, on this as well. Yeah. So I would say the most satisfying part of this project is when you get to the end point and you have everything together, you put everything together, then you zoom out and you see all the work and all the pieces coming well together. It's And when on the other side, uh, when you see the client, like you guys are happy, it's, you know, that that's why we are in business. It's a service business and that's what makes us happy. That's what keeps pushing us um, going forward. Uh, but yeah, seeing the full picture, seeing, and especially I love the idea when you have everything, we put it together, when you see your final branding, and then I open the old one, the website. Uh, and you can see the evolution, you can see the the happy faces. So yeah, that's that's really rewarding. I I, I guess the next one would be when you guys launch everything uh, and want to see everything live. And that would be, that would be amazing. Yeah. We are really looking forward to that. Great. And yeah, regarding Pony. Yeah, we are, the way we see it is we're always trying to improve our processes, our work. AI is, yeah, at the moment, pretty much everyone in the team is trying to understand how we can do things faster, more, uh, faster and better using AI. And yeah, in terms of the blockchain space, I'm super excited about it. Despite the, uh, the past few months, the market hasn't been great, but yeah, it's, 
we've seen this before ups and downs and it's here to stay so yeah super excited about it and just just want to see what's going to happen next yeah that's awesome I, i'm really really looking forward also like what's what the future of um, of blockchain holds uh, as you said uh, here to stay uh, there's not much more to add to this for anyone who wants to um, do a design project with you uh, we're gonna add the website pony.studio um, very easy to remember in the show notes but also uh, you can already type it in while you listen uh, we will also put the details of uh, steph ivanov um, into the descriptions and uh, then you know exactly where to find him uh, for now uh, this is the end of the podcast uh, steph thanks for sharing your vision thanks for sharing your the creative processes i think it was really interesting for everyone and today i had the pleasure to talk to steph ivanov from pony design about design challenges in the blockchain industry and also what inspired the latest rebrand of Dusk. My name is Marcus, and this was the Internet of Assets, the podcast about the not-so-distant future of finance. Thanks for listening.